Now this is not going to be pretty. We're talking violence, strong language, adult content. another episode of Meet at the Bronze. We are here. This is Meg, your Buffy expert. And this is Quatina, your Buffy virgin. And we're here for episode five, season one, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Yikes. Yeah, it's a little super heavy. Oh, <laughs> this actually is not the heavy one that we have to talk about in this season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one's actually relatively lighthearted. So I wanted to go ahead and introduce our pairing today. We are not doing a wine or a cocktail. We're doing a beer. And I got to be honest with you, I had a really hard time coming up with a wine for this one. Um, I tried to find something with love or date or kiss or something on the in the name, and I just I couldn't. Uh, so I, I I did a little bit of a reach. Okay. <laughs> Today's pairing is quite a bit of a reach, actually. We are going to be drinking. Dogfish Head, a craft brewery based out of Delaware. Uh, Dogfish Head's Namaste White Belgian-style Vit Beer. And we are doing this because my first date with my now husband, yeah. we went to Dogfish Head. I that's where this is going because I'm pretty sure. So, I passed by. Yeah, so that's, that's the pairing. This is the perfect drink for a first date. <laughs> Especially if you don't want to kill the person you yeah, are on the first date with. That's pretty great. Um, so basically, this is a Belgian-style white ale. It's called a white ale because it's pretty unfiltered and so somewhat cloudy. Um, it's got a high level of wheat and even sometimes oats. And then it's just spiced with a lot of um, coriander and orange peel baking spices. Wow. Yeah, it's very crisp and it's got a lot more carbonation than a lot of beers do. So mm -hmm. some people have actually suggested that this sometimes drinks a little bit like a soda pop. Oh. Um, so this one, this particular one has dried orange slices, fresh cut lemongrass, peppercorn, coriander, um, you'll find flavors of citrus and sweet malt with a spicy finish for zesty mouthfeel. And uh, so even if you're not a big beer person, this is a pretty low alcohol. It's about 4.8. Okay. So um, beer person. So uh, yeah. So why don't you just let's, okay, let's, let's get a taste see what we think. Okay. It smells like beer. It does. It's not going to taste it. It's still going to taste, like, taste like beer. It will still taste like beer. Okay. We'll give it a try. Yeah, tastes like beer. Tastes like beer. <laughs> You're not getting Whoa, the this is the zesty mouth finish. I got a sour mouth finish because I'm just have beer tastes. Got it. Like, okay. Well, in all fairness, that's fine. I will actually drink all of yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll go ahead and we're gonna get started on our episode. Oh, Never kill there a boy. It is. You found it. I found it. You I found feel it? it on my tongue. Yeah, I think my tongue had to discover because I'm not. I don't, I'm not much of a beer drinker, yeah, but that yeah. came in at the end. Now, like, it kind of cleared up, and yeah. I, like, I taste some of the spices. Yeah. Wow. If you had to drink a beer, this wouldn't be a bad one for you. No, it wouldn't be, like, a bad start. I would be sipping it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in the meantime, you'll probably stick to your uh, Smirnoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a basic woman I am. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and we'll get into Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Awesome. Okay. So we just watched... 
never kill a boy on the first date. And yes. I, I have a lot of notes. How yes. about you? I also have a lot of notes. Uh, I um, honestly laughed out loud so many times. <laughs> was it just, it was a little too cheesy? It like, it was cheesy and some moments just had me go, what? And I have some questions. Hey, Josh, I have some questions. Okay. Well, just to give our listeners a little context. So this first aired March 31st. Um, It was written by Rob Deshotel and Dean Vitale. And I'm dying to know if that's any relation to Mario Vitale. Oh, my God. That would be so cool. Well, except for did you read about Mario Vitale this year? No. Oh, yeah. Me too. Bad. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I have to get rid of all of my clothes. Yeah. I used to love mm. him so much. That's very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by David Samel. The synopsis. Uh, when Buffy catches the eye of a really cute high school guy, she quickly learns how being a slayer interferes with having a normal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I guess they kind of get right into it. They love to start off with an action scene. Always. I think you've noticed that. Yes. And what the fugliest vampire I've ever seen. I don't know if the, the makeup uh, department was just like, let's just make him go super fugly. I don't know what's happening, but it looks like their eyes are higher. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it's not appealing. It's not attractive. It's not attractive at all. So he does not go on your eye with smash list. No, because I do want to put at least one vampire in my smash list. But, you know, I guess I'm not getting my, like, Twilight-type vampire, you know, like, true blood vampires here. It's only episode five. It's only episode five. You don't know. Um, I think this was an interesting episode. We get a lot of Giles and Buffy's relationship in this episode. There's a lot of development there. We see them together. Um, it starts off, um, Buffy kills a guy and, and Giles pops out of nowhere, pops out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and Giles is, is now critiquing her performance. Yes. He did not think, he thought she was kind of sloppy. She took too long. And he, he said, um, <laughs> plunge and move on, plunge and move on. I was really into that line. I don't know what that, why that made me think of like a very nice active sex life. Just like plunging. I'm gonna make that your ringtone on your cell phone. I love saying that. That was really funny to me. Um, And then they look down, and right where the uh, the vamp had been slain, uh, he dusted. There's a ring. Yeah, a pretty ugly ring, I would say. Yeah, and it catches. Yeah, it, it catches Giles' eye, and he picks it up. All of a sudden, the presence of a ring there means that maybe there's something more sinister happening. Yeah, that, I did not catch that. I was like, I had, a, I had a really hard time like connecting the dots there, yeah. and I, I give him a lot of leeway, but it was a reach. Was yeah. a reach. Yeah. Well, just like our beer pairing. Yes. <laughs> this episode is all about reach. This podcast is all about reach. Um, and then we cut to. Guess who's back? German Babe. Okay, he's not Babe, but we get we get the Vance and the Master. They're back. Yes, that's awesome. And the Master is reading out of a book. It looks very much like an old, like Gutenberg Bible. Yes, um, but it's got all of these prophecies. Um, and I did not know that demons were so uh meticulous about recording very obscure prophecies yes i have always wondered like where did he find this it's very true i just realized they're pretty much taking the time to jot all this down yeah actually the future generations 
Well, and some of these seem like they, they predate, like, easily printed text. Yeah. So it's, like, on vellum yeah, like, and, like, yeah, like, elaborate elaborate uh, calligraphy. I bet it's beautiful. I bet it's gorgeous. Yeah, I'd really like to see that. Um, but he he's talking about how five will die, and from their ashes will arise the anointed one. Yes. Um, Giles is in the library, and he's been searching, and he thinks maybe this... Re- resembles a rune for fidelity, but he can't figure out where that comes well, in. Before we even like <laughs> move on to the library, I will just say I put hashtag that contour note because our uh, master had this I don't know what was up with this contour, but it was so deep and so dark. His cheekbones were just gorgeous. So in case there are any um non makeup artists slash RuPaul drags drivers fans. Uh, fans. Can you explain contour? Okay, so basically with uh, makeup, when you're applying makeup, you usually want to put um, a concealer on top of, you know, the darker areas that you have. And usually with contouring, you're using lighter and you're also using darker shades to basically shape your face. So a contour would probably go uh, right below your cheekbone, just around, around your face, like underneath your jawline, like maybe contouring your nose. You do one light line in the middle and two dark lines on either side of that and that is a contour so uh, his cheekbones just had like the darkest contour and i was just like who put this on you just trying to show off those cheekbones yes i think maybe you have a career ahead of you as a vampire makeup artist (laughs) right you are i i I think that that could be that could be Tina, forget nursing school. Where's that going to get you? Oh, no. Maybe I can just do that as, like, my side business. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. So, Buffy and Giles library. Yes. Uh, and Buffy keeps finding things. She's like, oh, well, there's this other image on the inside. Which, how did Giles miss that? Yeah. Giles didn't even pick up on that. Giles, you're kind of slacking there. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what's happening either. Um, and so he's like, well, I don't know. This probably isn't anything. And then instantly she sees in a book, oh, look, Order of Aurelius. Here we go. Buffy's having her moments where she's uh, just catching on to things. Like the last episode, we got to find out that she's very getting kind of books smart, getting smarter and smarter. So some of these things naturally come to her. I don't know how. They just do. Maybe it's like one of those innate slayer qualities. Yes, you know, yeah. very true. Very Could true. be that. Also, can I point out that she was sitting on um, the desk, legs crossed, and I, I was just like, wow, look at those legs. Go ahead, girl. And then I was like, okay, that dress, though? I was like, what is that dress code? Because don't they have that stupid fingertip rule? I think that would be infected we, with Maggie's. We, no, we, I mean, we didn't have that. Wow. Um, like, yeah, but her dresses in this season are short to a point that I'm just, how is it even covering one butt cheek? No, it could not be. There's got to be some kind of like taping involved yes. by costuming. Yes. You know that during filming, vampires saw all kinds of things when she like went to kick. Heck yeah. That's how she slayed Oh, okay. I would say trying to be a little more appropriate. Uh, that's no fun. Um, <laughs> so we actually have another first here. I don't know if you picked up on this. This was the first time a student that was not oh, Buffy, right. Xander, or Willow walked into the library. Came into the library. Yes. Yes. Owen. Yes, and he wanted to check out a book, no less. Yeah, he was. Uh, I saw him. 
And I was like, hey, are you a potential for my smash list? You know, I looked at him. I just put basic, simple, nice. Like, he just seems like a very basic guy. So, would you? I mean, I went through emotions. Let's just keep talking. I went through emotions with him, and I'm not really sure. Yeah, it, it was, it, there, there were peaks and valleys. Yeah, lots of ups and downs. Well, part of their conversation is he, he has to get a copy of Emily Dickinson. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Because he lost his. Okay, first of all, you can't just say, I want a copy of Emily Dickinson. Because, like, which book? I'm sure there are, like, specific volumes. Yeah. Of Emily Dickinson. Is there a particular poem that he wants? But he's yes. just like Emily Dickinson. Didn't you love when Buffy was like Emily Dickinson? He was like <laughs> Dickinson. Oh, she's like, she, her too. And it's just like oh, she's Buffy. good too. Yeah, oh, Buffy. Um, and he says something to her that she takes as flirtatious. He's like, I I don't think of you as like being a big reader. And she's like, I can read. And he goes, no, I, I think you can read. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Like, <laughs> oh, Buffy. She really is kind of basic sometimes. Like, she has that fierce player side. But, like, this is what, this episode really showed her basic, oh, my God, a cute boy is looking at me. Right? Buffy's still a teen. It's really reminded me that she's still a teen, a teenage girl who likes cute boys and who wants to go on dates and things like that. So, I was like, you're being so basic. Well, and I think that's what a lot of this episode boiled down to yes. was like trying to come to terms with can you be a slayer and a normal girl? And I've got a lot to say about that yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. But here's a question for you. So are you super familiar with Emily Dickinson? Uh one poem. And I think I even like uh mixed I thought of Sylvia Plath for a second. And I was like, the lady who committed suicide in her oven? I was like, no, no, that's not it. That's not it. You're, you're not super far off, yeah. in my opinion. Um, so here, here's, a, uh, here's a little snippet. I heard a fly buzz when I died. The stillness round my form was like the stillness in the air between the heaves of a storm. The eyes beside had wrung them dry, and breaths were gathering sure for that last onset when the king be witnessed in him power. I willed my keepsakes, signed away what portion of me I could make assignable. And then there interposed a fly with blue, uncertain, stumbling buzz between the light and me. And then the windows failed. And then I could not see to see. So, I definitely remember that from high school. I'd be English. I definitely Yeah, I mean, like, one point. of the big ones, I think, is it because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for yes. me. This girl, uh, she was, like, a spinster, oh like, so in a relatively, I think, upper-class family in Massachusetts, and all she could write about was death and yeah. apparently bees. Um, but let me ask you this. High school. This guy comes up to you and he's like, I've got to carry around a book of Emily Dickinson poetry with me at all times. Yeah. Are you into that? See, this is my struggle. Because first I see him and I'm like, he looks like he could be on the football team. Right. And, and then he mentions Emily Dickinson and I'm like, you're really like, like dark and brooding. And I'm like, wait, I'm kind of into that sometimes. 
but it also gives me just very creepy vibes. I'm thinking of Heather's the Musical. I'm thinking about oh, um, what a great musical! Such a great musical! Such man. a great. Okay, you know we need to do a whole podcast on that. Yes. And by the way, let's cast everybody from Buffy into that one. Same with oh, me and girls. Oh yes, yes, yes. We will do that. Uh, as a special feature for our Patreon page. Ooh. Anybody that donates $5 a month or more will have access to that content. You're welcome. You it's are totally welcome. So good. If I get enough alcohol in her beforehand, she might sing some of it. The too. entire. <laughs> I could do it right now. Honey, what you waiting for? Welcome to my candy store. Stop. Save it. Save you got to save it for the paying people. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, save it. Yeah, it's what I haven't busted out in either any of my Hamilton raps. Okay, like I gotta save something. Anyways, but yeah, so for me, like it just kind of it's the same thing as those guys in high school that were super into that like screamo music. But that was me. I was really into like corn and screamo and all of that. Like I would actually be into this guy because I would. So you would have dated him. I would have. Um, like try, like I wouldn't think he'd be into me, but I'd be like, but you would have been, hi, yeah, hey, I would have been like Buffy, thirsty, or 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 like Cordelia, uh, who like goes and like bumps Buffy right away from the she, table. She's such a bitch. I she's love her so much. Oh my god, she has some great lines in here where you're just like, wow, primo. You're just a primo bitch. Right but, but I love Buffy. Got a great one in there. Wow, Cordelia's hips are wider than I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. And when Cordelia like bumps her with her hips oh, and makes her spill her lunch. Yeah, that's true because she's like, oh, look at seat. Boop. And she bumps her. <laughs> and, oh, you know who had a great line? Um, why, am I, why is her name something? Willa? Yeah. Where she says, uh, when she's talking about Owen and she says he can brew for 40 minutes straight. And I'm like, yes. How is that hot? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Oh god, that's just not my thing. I probably would have assumed he was gay. Like, oh, true. Which, by the way, would never have kept me from dating him <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> Go for it. Um, and then oh, and uh, Xander. Oh, poor Xander. He says out loud, "How the slaying go? I mean, how the laying go?" And then he's like, "No, wait, that's yeah, not, that's any, not better. any better. Not any better." But, but didn't you just like didn't your heart break for him like the entire episode? Yeah, but I'm also like I don't even know if I ship him and Buffy. You know, you're not so, necessarily on board with the. the I'm Zuffy not. I'm not or, into or a bander. No, I'm no. not into any of it. No. So I'm kind of like, man, you got Willow right next to you. But you like. But you do love him, and you hate how much pain he's in, and she's kind of throwing it in his face. Like she is so oblivious to his interest in her. That's very true, but because he's like, he needs to step well, up. sure, Owen has that certain Owenosity. Owenosity, yeah. And then he spends like all of his time trying to sabotage. Sabotage, it, where he's like trying to get her to wear an overcoat. But it's kind of like, yo, Xander, if you want it, make it happen, and he is not. And obviously, he should know that. Like, she's not interested. It reminds me of the song that's um, out now. It's like, haven't I made it obvious? Haven't I made it clear? You know, the song talking about we're just friends. Yeah, if it's not Broadway, I probably don't oh. know it. <laughs> Unless they sang it on Glee. <laughs> Solid. It's like, if I am the earth. It's like, we're just friends. I mean, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. really, it's 
really good and it describes yeah. this. Like it's kind of like we're friends and whatnot and it's not going anywhere, I guess, until he switches things up. Like yeah. Xander isn't even really catching my eye. He has that, you know, awkward cute thing going on. But oh, I mean I'm into it. I mean no, I, I agree with you. He's gotta step it up. I feel like Buffy wants him. So. Oh, for sure. Well Well, yeah, that's why she's looking for Yeah. Her. Um, so, so Buffy is then found by Giles, who wants to let her know, oops, uh, it could be the end of the world. Yes. Thanks for that. Um. The right time to let me know. He did a whole bunch of research into the prophecy about the Order of Aurelius and the Anointed One, and according to his very precise calculations. Super precise. It's tonight. Yes. Damn it. Damn. Why? Because, uh, Cordelia just invited Owen to the bronze. And uh, Owen actually talked to Buffy. He's like, oh, is Buffy going to be there? Because he's like, who's going to be there? Cordelia said, me. He's like, anyone else? And you could just see Cordelia's face fall. And I was like, that's right. He's not into you. He's just not that into you, bitch. He's just not that into you. No. And so this was the night, you know, Owen kind of mentions Buffy should come along to the bronze. It's going to be at eight. He was ready for it. Then all of a sudden, you know, he tells her, hey, tonight is the night when all this shit is yeah. going down and the yeah. chosen one is going to all that stuff. And Buffy's like, "Can't it can't be tonight. And he's like, I'm sorry, let me go back in my time machine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I calculated this right. And she just goes, okay, at this point, you're abusing sarcasm. Sarcasm, yes. I love him when he's sarcastic. I don't know why. It's just, I think it's just... It gets turned on. Oh. If you know what I mean. Gotcha. I was like, yes, yeah. Giles. Hit me with that sarcasm. I put three hearts here. And I'm just like, oh, I just love that dry wit and humor and sarcasm. Oh. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a shame that people can't see that she just did like a little like like cat, like claw, like yeah. meow. Just kind of thing. getting me all turned on. With yeah. That's great. Uh, so she agrees to go on a stakeout Damn. in a graveyard with Giles. Yeah, because he hits her with that. You know, he's all serious about what they have to do. And he's like, tonight we go to war. Tonight we fight. And then he just switches to them just sitting down at the cemetery. No, nothing going on. And it's just awkward. I just put dot, dot, dot. Awkward. With Buffy's jacket. Yo, this uh, jacket. All I could think was Josie and the Pussycats, the winter edition. Because I don't I was like, what is this? What is going on? It, it, was, it, it, it reminded me of... When for Halloween we dressed up my like three year old sister as Tigger, oh, there and it was just like this, basically just this giant coat onesie, yes. super furry tiger stripes, and a hood, right there. And this is what she's wearing. There, <laughs> I. Oh, it's very Lisa Frankish too. Very Lisa Frank. Yes. <laughs> So that just was interesting, baffling, and then the fact As that she decided to go on the date wearing that. Yes, because when Jaws is like, "Okay, I realize nothing's happening," you can go. She just kind of takes it off a little bit in the bronze, but she's still wearing it. I'm like, "What? This is what um in RuPaul's Drag Race Tatiana says: hashtag choices. You made a choice, sweetheart." And I just love it when Giles finally gives her the okay to go and goes, "Very well then." Follow your hormones if you want. <laughs> and and, not catch that so and then he pulls back and he goes, well, hold on. I assume I don't have to uh, remind you of the dangers of like letting him know your identity. Yeah. And she goes, 
well then, I guess I won't be wearing my button that says, I'm a slayer, ask me how. Yes. I love that line. P.S. That is going to be the first thing that we offer for merchandise. Oh my God, and I'm pretty sure I can put that Yeah, yeah. And then Giles like, read the book. He's like rereading the prophecy, and it's pitch black outside. There are no lights. There are no stars. How are you doing? And this? he's just like blah 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 blah, blah and okay. slams the book shut. You know how Buffy has the slayer powers? This is like his watcher power. Reading him, <laughs> he can read in the, the dark. dark. Yes, that's good stuff. Oh, uh, so we go to the bus. We go to this bus. There is a bus with with people. Yeah, it's it, like, okay, this bus is confusing because it doesn't look like your typical, like, you know, right on bus or your transit bus in a, in a city. It looked like your shuttle bus, like, yeah. like from your apartment complex to the metro yeah, station. Yeah, and I think I saw airport on the side, but I was like, where the fuck is that? Oh, this airport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do yeah. believe there's a Sunnydale airport. Oh, there, yeah, it, just, it yeah. just seems like it's tiny and terrible. I don't know. But big enough for an airport. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm pretty sure there's like an international airport there. Oh, really? Things I did not know. Um, very convenient. Yes. Uh, so we meet uh, this small child. We meet the lovely small child with his parents, with, his, with mom. his mom, and and oh, there's a black woman. So I think that was the, I think that was the first like middle aged black woman I've seen, and I was like, yes. I see you, because the minute something happens, you can tell she gets that look on her face. It's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Actually, I think she was the only brown person I saw this episode. Uh, I think you might be correct. Yes, I think I'm correct. Yep, that's one for us. Um, so we get this nasty, super religious guy that's oh all like, you will God. be judged. Yeah. You will be judged. Legit, I said, who the fuck is that? I was like, is his mouth full? And I said his teeth laud. Like I don't know what's going on with his mouth, but it's like it's like it's full of teeth, and he's just saying like really random stuff, overly religious stuff. He's just like the creepy guy in the street who's prophesizing, and you're just like. Oh. So interesting that you would want to know who he is. I consulted my uh, demons of the hellmouth, a guide for slayers. Okay. Um, a compendium of all the different vampires and demons they faced. Yes. On the Hellmouth, written by one Rupert Giles. Oh. Um, this guy's name is Andrew Borba. Borba? Sounds like he's from Florida. I don't know why. Uh, let's see. He might be. Definitely in the South. Yeah. Um, Andrew was a crazed passenger preaching about God's judgment when vampires forced the bus he was on to crash. Borba, the driver, and three other riders died. Two became vampires, a boy named Colin and Borba. I believed that this was the fulfillment of a prophecy. Remember, Giles wrote this. Mm. This was the fulfillment of a prophecy found in the writings of Aurelius. Five shall die, and from their ashes the anointed shall rise. Borba's corpse was taken to the Sunnydale funeral home, and I was certain he was the anointed after I read in the paper that he had been sought by the police for questioning in a double murder. We're going to leave it there for a sec. Okay. Continue talking. I don't want too many spoilers. Yes. Things that confused me, though. Who were the five that died? Because were there that many people? I feel well, like it said it was the driver. The driver died. The kid. The kid. Orba, and then two other passengers. Okay. The two women. The kid's mom. Yeah. And then the um, other one. Black one. Okay. Yes. 
Of course they killed the black woman. Of course. She was probably the first one, too. Psycho <laughs> was the bus driver when he walked over. Like, when you hit this, because basically the way this uh, bus crashes is that um, the vampire steps in the middle of the road and he hits him. How did you not see that ugly mug? How did you not see that vampire face that you hit? And then you kill him, and then you walk over to check in on him? No. So yeah. stayed in there. Yeah. So, uh, while this is happening... Buffy shows up at the bronze and sees Owen dancing with who? Cordelia, awkwardly. And you can tell Cordelia's trying so hard. Like, she's trying to push up on him with her wide hips. She was basically saying, my legs are open for business right now. She's like, let's go. She's like, molding. It's like, not the Christian hug at all. It was, oh, she did not leave room for the Holy Spirit. Like, if it was a dude, it'd be like tip to tip. Like, honestly, just super close. That's a really good point. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and her hand up and down. Yes. Him. And she's just like, I'm sorry. I danced with boys in high school. I, it even occasionally probably got a little. Raunchy. Yes, raunchy. That's a good word. Close quarters, a little touchy feely. I've never, ever danced like that. No. Especially not in front of people. It was a lot. Like, excuse me, this is the bronze. You <laughs> dance like that here. No, I think so. <laughs> Even though we still don't know what the bronze yes. is. Yes. Yes, I have questions <laughs> about the bronze. Like, I just don't understand. There's some other stuff that comes up, and I'm just like, what the fuck is the bronze? Like, what is it? But before we even get there, um, so they're doing too much, and then we switch back to Jerm and Mr. Um, the Master. The Master. Um, and he's talking with his two other vampire minions. I don't know what I can't remember what they're discussing. Uh, it's just the annoying, the, the anointed one. <laughs> Actually, I just looking at his lips. It's like his lips are so red, and I just put this uh, tagline. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's the blood of his victims. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> that is. It just was not going. It was like, he's supposed to start wearing his makeup. That contour and those painted lips. Go ahead, master. I really desperately want to get, like, a professional special <laughs> effects makeup artist on as a guest. Oh, my God. That would be great to have this discussion because I just can't. Or a drag queen. Yes. Oh, yes. Basically the same thing. Yes. Essentially. Um, so Buffy is met at her locker. Uh, I think that now might, well... Oh, at this point, she's gone through all this super angsty stuff. She's just really, like... Like, what did I want to say about me? Like, she's so, like, upset that she saw Owen dancing with Cordelia, and she's just having a fit. She's like, oh, yeah, you just watch. I don't have a life, like, to whoever's passing by. And I was just like, oh, calm down. It's not that serious. Yeah, it was It was a lot. Yes. I, I don't like seeing Buffy so dependent on yeah. guys. I'm not enjoying that. Yeah. Um, but she comes, Owen comes up and he's like, where were you last night? And she comes up with this insane excuse. I've never heard this before. <laughs> Are you going to use it in the future? No, because I sound fucking, I sound so stupid. The I, clock in her house was broken and it was the only clock in her house and none of them have any watches. So this reminded me that, yes, this show's definitely in the 90s because what the fuck? 
just like grab yourself. Well, hold on. But I still remember there was a phone number you could call back in the day for the time. Why was that the fit? What? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I don't know. There was a number you could call to get the weather forecast. Oh. Okay. There was a number you could call to find out like the time, like according to like NASA or whatever. Oh. Um, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. I am learning things. Yeah. Why do I feel like it started at like three, uh, 301-926? I, I don't, I remember the beginning of it. Yes, here we so, go. Um, well, I, when I did the morning announcements at school, like we had to call the weather one to give the weather update because we didn't have wide enough internet. Like, ah, ah, oh my God. This was like middle school. Okay. okay. I was like, what? The struggle is real. Like, oh like 96, so a year before this. Wowzers. That's, um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, so he gives her his super fancy designer watch. That's like, who is buying their child? Like a thousand dollar watch. You know what? It fits him because it was that like kind of pocket watch that would like hang on yeah. like a waistcoat so or something weird. like that. And it fits him because he's all broody and dark and totally into... Uh, Emily Dickinson. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No high school kid is walking around with a pocket watch. Um, you don't know. That is That's gross. a really quirky, eclectic kid. Yeah, quirky and eclectic gets your ass kicked in high school. Yeah, but now it's kind of like... Well, now that would just be hipster, but... Yeah, like, exactly. So he was hipster before hipster was a thing? Exactly. Oh my god, that's Owen. the most meta Owen. hipster thing on the like yes, that. Owen. Owen really brought that um, up. And, but, then, but then cut to Xander, and he's looking at oh, his watch. Yes, 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 And it's yes. rubber ducky. Yes. I was like, I was like, this is why we can't be together, Xander. Like, Oh, really? That just like. You do not have a grown-ass man. No, that was oh. point in Xander's favor for me. Yeah. That's like whimsy. I love it. Oh, he embraces the child just, within. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure. You know. Like a forty-year-old library. Yes, like Giles. Oh goodness, that's what I'm looking for. Um, oh, but um, I would like to make a nomination for the uh, most nineties things episode. Uh, yeah, uh, Buffy's tie-dye shirt, but it wasn't just like any tie-dye shirt. The fabric was shiny. Was it velvet? Was it? Yeah, and it's, I don't no, know. No, I remember that fabric because I had a ton of shirts made out of that fabric. Like, what is that? Day. It was like a velour. Okay. How yeah. do you tie dye that? Oh, I'm sure it wasn't actually tie dye. It was like a swirl. So that was probably like printed on, but it was supposed to look like tie dye. It, it looked very much like tie dye. It was disgusting. I was just like, Please. it made no sense. Her boobs looked saggy in it. Like, just not a fan. I agree with you. Hashtag saggy boob movement. Saggy. saggy boobs too, man. I'm not into saggy boobs. I I am currently wearing three bras to just, keep my, just, my boobs. Like, really? I'm all about the saggy life. I'm currently not wearing a bra because I just like to live my life and just let my boobies sag. See, yeah, it gets painful after a minute. Letting it sag? You have huge boobs, though. I so. know. I mean, yours aren't like tiny little cupcakes either. No, they're not. They're like a decent size. I mean, they're pretty cool. I mean, guys, if you. I feel know, pretty good. They feel good, right? Hey, guys, if you donate to our Patreon, you too can see my boobs. I, I, I'm really not sure we're allowed to do that. <laughs> okay, not that, but just like the outline. That not, might break the not, not a full on picture. We, we will look yeah. into the legality. Yeah, of and uh, if you've never seen chocolate boobs, I'm telling you, it's a show. Yeah, you're welcome. I believe you. Oh uh, yeah. 
So, wow. Um, I think that's an excellent nomination to the yes. most 90s thing. Yes, yes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Getting ready for the date. Oh, right. She's, um, she tells Giles about three. And then she says, a cranky slayer is a careless slayer. I love that line. That was such a great line. A cranky I want slayer is a careless slayer. That has to be on the shirt. I, I agree with you. I really like that. Yeah. Um, cut to her place. She's getting ready. Uh, Xander's being kind of an ass. Yes. Um, He's doing too much. Oh. Uh, so uh, and also doing that creepy trying to spy on her while she's changing. Yes, that was really, really Not into it, Xander. No. Not into it. Um, anyway, so how did that glass break? Uh, like, it, he, like, fumbled and knocked it over, I think. Yeah. yeah that's not cute. Um, and Giles shows up at the door. Oh, yeah, when she thinks her date is here. Owen! I don't know, it's Giles. She tries to close the door. Buffy's not home right now. Yeah. And Giles is like, no. Nah. And he's like, nope, nope, tonight is the night of the prophecy. Yes, I've calculated it. For sure. It's well, and the five people that were killed in the bus accident that made the newspaper. Yes. And Giles is, like, making that connection. Yes. And Buffy says, no. But, and this is my nomination for the most 90s thing. Oh my god. If yes. the apocalypse comes, beat, beat me. me. That truly, I put that down as well. And I do think that was the 90s, 90s thing that was said this entire time. I, I think I knew like one person growing up that actually had a pager. I don't understand it. Um, well, and he had it because uh, he was a teacher and he had like two very young kids. And like when you're a teacher, it can be hard to like get like get a hold of you sometimes. So like she could send a message like, our kid is sick or taking someone to the hospital but, or I need you to call me. Okay, I need to understand it deeper because I thought words didn't come through. I thought there were numbers and then you had to figure it out. So there were numbers. two. It was most, no, no, no. So like you could have just like your number and it would be, and that was like, oh, hey, remember to call this person back. But there were options for very like small messages like 911 emergency or call me back or uh, our kid is sick. Like you could do very limited, so basically very early texting. Wow. If, by the way, guys, the 90s. guys, if I am not understanding this correctly, feel free to correct me because like I said, I never actually had one, but I do remember seeing like there could be messages on them, yes. but, okay. but beepers were not allowed like in schools for students because they were so associated with uh, drug dealing. What? I mean, you've seen that wire. Come on. No, I have not. Oh, <laughs> that's the next podcast. Really? Oh, that's, yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Oh. These beepers in the yeah, wire? Yeah, because here's the thing. A beeper, if somebody calls you and basically, like, uses the code for, like, I need mess, um, then you could go to a payphone that isn't being monitored. And you could call the person back and be like, okay, well, meet me on the corner of blah, and blah. So, so, but, but a, a cell phone, but it's still, look, selling drugs back in the 90s was a struggle. Yeah. You couldn't just like text somebody with like an emoji of crystal meth. <laughs> I don't even think there's a crystal meth emoji. I would <laughs> bet you a hundred dollars there is. No. I don't know what it would look like. Oh my God. But I would bet you well, that I there is. one for Ganja. Well, of course. Blood, but I don't know my yeah, no, I, I, okay. I feel very a credit card or like a rolled up dollar. <laughs> that Just, is no, because isn't there an emoji that has like a little white powder under the nose? 
What? <laughs> no. Anyway. Anyways, uh, Owen shows up while Giles is there and he's like, wow, you really care about your job. Yes. It's too deep as um, he's telling her, like, come after you if you don't. Yeah, so Buffy Buffy gets rid of him, goes on the date with Owen. We're at the um, Well, she makes a comment to, to Giles, I can do both, meaning she can be a slayer and have a social life. Okay, and this girl. just struck me as, like, so, like, Mary Tyler Moore, I can have it all, like, the struggle that women are going through right now, like, having a work life and a home life, okay. being able to date, and still, like, be a boss at work, and she do it. Episode yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he also so when they're at the bronze, Owen gets into how the reason he loves Emily Dickinson is because she's so morbid. Yeah, he Okay. <laughs> so here's how I felt about Owen. So Owen, you know, it started out with oh, he seems basic, simple, nice, okay. Um, okay, he's kinda into broody stuff, okay, I'm into it. And you know, he looked really cute for that day. I was like, Oh, he's kinda cute. Like I asked here, but then this is another thing where it's like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, this is too much. Yeah, he's like, I love to think about death. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it makes it even creepier. But later in the season, we'll talk about it when it comes up. But yeah, this is this is when I get to like, okay, this guy's way too. Much. Yeah. But let's talk about these bands. Where do they find these bands <laughs> for the bronze? Like, the lead singer looks familiar, which is weird, but she's wearing this um. What is this? A leopard dress with like a leather jacket. Yeah, it was like the snow leopard. Yeah. So it was like the white and black. Yeah, it was. Yeah. There. yeah. Was, I think that, that one was called was Velvet Chain. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. And I kind of dug their songs, but I was like, oh, yeah, this is so. Not into it. This is so 90s right now. I'm really into like, it really reminded me of um, um, Queen of the Damned. Okay. Okay, like when, I don't know, I feel like vampires, like that type of thing just suits a vampire atmosphere. I don't know why. I did not. So vampires have like a specific like, I genre. Like, I feel like they definitely do. That like, if you watch like uh, Queen of the Dam, it's just that really like smart synth pop, but just like really slow, really kind of sleazy. And when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, I, there's a vampire in the like air right now. So someone's here. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely a specific music for vampires. Oh, okay, music for vampires. Yes. Um, I'm kind of in love with vampires. Okay. So it kind of contradicts that I'm getting to know a show about a slayer because she's she's killing my people. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Uh, oh, by the way, while while we are at the bronze, so Giles goes to the funeral home, and it's just very well placed because it's literally in the same. <laughs> I do not understand that. I was I thought we were at, there's a cemetery, and then you see that he's at a funeral home, like. Earlier placement. Like, that is where it does a two for one deal. By the way, I don't know if you noticed the slogan at the cemetery. No. We'll take care of the rest. Oh my god, that's so cute. Rest in peace. Oh no. That's, oh my god, that's so sad. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Sad. Oh, before we leave the bronze. This is when well, we're going back to the bronze. Okay, Hold cool, on. So, cool, well placed cool. funeral home. Giles goes in. There are vampires. He runs and hides from them. Okay. Back to the bronze. Back to the bronze. There are board games at the bronze. You pointed this out. <laughs> Chess making I, Monopoly. I think so, so. I really need to. Josh tweeted. What is the bronze? <laughs> Why are there board games there? Like, I remember like when he brings her a muffin. Yes. Uh, 
Like, is this a brunch place? Like, there's wine there. There was soda pop at some point because I know they weren't drinking any wine. So it's just like these things the, are coming the up. The giant like, cappuccino mugs. Yes. And I'm like, what is this place? What is it for? It's like Central Perk in Friends goes after hours. Yes. I, that's the best I can. It's like, imagine an after hours Panera. Yes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that's the wrong. I actually, when I was in Philly last, or two weeks ago for work, hey. Uh, I drove past a Starbucks that has a beer garden in the back. Really? I know that's something that they've been testing, like I wine and beer never, at Starbucks. Ever, ever heard of this. But like, and I just really wanted to go in, but it was like ten thirty in the morning, and oh, yeah. I was going on a on a visit to meet yeah. some uh, store teams, and I was like, that's probably not a good no. best idea right now. No, but next yeah. time I'm up there, I think I might swing by. I'm just I'm fascinated. Yes. Um, so where the bronze? So this woman walks down the stairs the bronze wearing what looks like she took one of those white shag polar bear looking carpets oh yes and made it into a cutout like sleeveless yes overcoat down to her knees yes and then to finish it off a green lime green yes feather boa gorgeous what was that? I have no idea. Like, I need to know if the people that were extras at the bronze, sometimes when you're an extra, they put you in costume themselves. And sometimes they say, come dressed like you're going to a formal event. You're going to a club. Okay. Like, was that what somebody just picked as her I outfit? I think she did. Like, she's like, this is my one chance to have my moment on television. I will be noticed. I will, I will be noticed. Like, yeah. Oh, honey. You were noticed, but. Yeah, not in a It is not true that all publicity is good no. publicity. That is not true. So, um, Cordelia comes in. Owen and Buffy <laughs> are dancing. And Cordelia is. She walks up to them dancing and she's like, Oh, and look at you all alone. And he's like, I'm here with Buffy. I was like, Cordelia, you're such a bitch. I can't. The shadiest and then, come from And her. then she didn't even like let that face her. She goes, Oh, do you want to dance? Yes, yes. she just does not give any fuck. Don't you love that about she's her? She's so savage. Uh, uh, savage or savvy? Oh, no, savage. No, she's I'm savage. Love her. Um, but guess who else comes into the bronze right around that time? My baby. My second almost smashless yeah. angel, Pat Pal, still has on the white beater and No, that was a t-shirt. That was a V-neck no, t-shirt. Okay, no, that was a V-neck t-shirt. I checked specifically. Yes. Okay. But another weird usage of velour in his his yeah. like, jacket. Yeah. Like shiny. Yeah. And I guess he gave Buffy his leather coat last week. He did, so. so he, does. he doesn't seem like he has a very extensive wardrobe, you know? No. Yeah. But yeah, so now he's trying to convince her how important what's yeah. happening tonight is. And she's just like, Order of Aurelius, anointed one, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. blah. And this is when Owen walks over with the muffin. With the muffin. <laughs> that is apparently made at the prom. By the way, can I ask? I have been confused about this for a really long time. What is the real difference between a muffin and a cupcake? Because like I, I was like I got a cupcake the other day that was vanilla with chocolate chips. Okay, a muffin. How is that not a cupcake? No, so is isn't like a muffin more dense? 
No. It is. I don't think it is. It's definitely. Is it? Are lighter and the softer. only thing I can come Muffins. up with is icing. Is that there's <laughs> icing on uh, on a cupcake and not on a muffin. No. But what if a, muff what if a muffin is glazed? No. I've had iceless, icingless, icingless cupcakes. And what? you can still say, this is a cupcake, not a muffin. I don't know. Very different. <laughs> I feel like muffins are very dense and thick. They kind of—I don't know if you know. I don't know. More crumbly. I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure I'm buying it. Well, now we need a baker expert on. Yeah, baking expert. Yeah. If only we had like a dial-in capability. But you can tweet us at Meet at the Bronx. So Angel's there and he's trying to get Buffy to go. Then Willow and Xander show up. They pop up. And they pretend like they're on a date. Yeah. Uh, they should double. Um, and finally, like after a lot of not subtle hints. Yes, she realizes. She realizes something's going on, and, and she's like, and they're like, oh yeah, we have to go to the uh, the funeral home. Yeah. And yeah. Owen, totally into it. That yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah, this kid is. Hi, it, it's that's when so your much. little antennas go up, and you're like, hmm, you're an interesting one. Like I, I feel like. Ted Bundy probably would have done that. Oh my god! You know, and they say he was very attractive, super charming. That's I, very true. I bet he liked the works of Emily Dickinson. That's I mean, um, I mean, I have no evidence to support that he ever even read Emily Dickinson. But I'm just gonna That's, go out on a list. It fits. Yeah, it fits. Um, I love the little, um, you know, when Buffy realizes they have to go, she's like, "Fight me," and I was like, "What is the like 2000s equipped 2000?" Phrase equivalents of bite me, because I like I've heard it before, but I'm always like, what does that really mean? And you said, fuck you. Yeah. So pretty much, yeah. basically. So now, if uh, any kids piss me off, I'm like bite me. Yeah. <laughs> they will never know what I actually mean. Just be careful; they're not super young, because then they might actually try to. Oh you. yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm prepared to block them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so they go to the the funeral home. And, and, oh, so Buffy leaving Owen says this thing where she's like, you know how you said I'm like two different people? Well, one of those people has a job that has to go, and I have to go and do that. But yes. the other part of me, or the other me, really wishes that I could stay here because I'm having a really good time. Yeah. Are you having a really good time? It, that basic ass dancing to oh, the Oh, God. Like, what? You have low, low, low expectations. She really does. And then he follows them to the funeral home and pops up on them and says, this is so cool. This is a person Are that does we... not respect wishes. Like, this is the one thing that made me just go, like, boundaries. Boundaries. Like, my boner just went down. And I was just like, yeah, you're, you're doing too much. You're and he says, this is so cool. Are we going to see a dead body? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not he's, into it. He's a character. Yeah, no. I put really creepy. Super creepy. Yeah. Um, and then at this point, um, what Buffy goes into the place where they cut the bodies or whatever. Well, so Buffy found Giles. Yes. Well, where she found him? She <laughs> found him. He was in one of those like drawers where you keep the dead body. Yeah. Yeah. And it's he was With on top of a dead body, and I'm like. Yo, you must get PTSD from that. That's terrifying. You're in a tiny space with a dead body. Well, and he made a joke about how nice it was of that guy to share with him. Yeah, I was just like, well, you know, I, um, 
I'd be scarred. So Buffy has sequestered away Owen, Xander, and Willow. Um, but uh, there's a like looking glass into the next room. Yes. Where Owen's nosy ass opened the curtain. Yeah, there's a dead body. And he's into it. He's watching it. He's like, wow, I never thought I'd see a dead body. That's when you're like, okay, you're very creepy. It's like, no, I always hoped I would never see a yeah, dead oh, body. Yeah. No, that's what it would be for a normal yes, person. Yes, yes. But he's really into it. And then the dead body starts moving. And guess who it is? It's the creepy guy from the bus. Orba. The, uh, yeah, the uh, southern creepy ass. So he comes up and he's just a fuck me. I'm sorry. And I know you said he had a nice you body. Are, you are hating on the vampire. But, but I was like, you know, when the, he had a butter face. You know that, like I don't, I don't like that phrase because a lot of men targeted for women. But what I'm using this. Okay, so a butterface is when, you know, someone has a really nice body and they're really attractive. So they like do it in the butt, but so they don't no, have to no, look at you. No, no, nice body, but her face. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. So for him, nice body, but he's a butterface. Butterface. Well, and then he gets even less attractive yes. as he starts ranting. Yes. He is risen in me. Oh. He fills my head with song. <sighs> Pork and beans. Pork, Pork and beans. beans. I can smell you. You are the chaff, the unblessed. I'll suck your hearts, he says I may. Yeah, this guy. Oh my god, I was like, are we in some sort of like weird radical church? Because I was just so creepy. They like worships pork and beans. Yes. I was so confused. Well, to finish up what we know about Andrew Borba, um let's see. Uh he retained his religious fervor even when he rose as a vampire. Yes. He believed that he had been judged and found worthy of resurrection, and that God was giving him permission to suck the blood of the chaff. Mm. When he attacked Owen Thurman, Buffy, and me in the cremation room, he was startled because my cross blocked him. Buffy took advantage and slid him into the cremation chamber where he was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a way to go. And that means Burned they- by the eternal flames. Well, is this burning an eternal flame? City Lopper, close your eyes. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Do you love me? No, I've heard that before. I didn't know. Um, so they throw him into the furnace, and he's gone. So oh no, no! Before before all of this even happens, during during their battle, um, one, um, Buffy's battling in this little tiny dress that she oh god, day, which is the worst dress. To, Not just, a cute dress she's either. Just, she's just falling and you, you're just like i know your cooch is out right now it is you know out. you're not wearing any like spandex shorts underneath that right now and then uh owen tries to save her tries to help her out he smashes an urn on top of the vampire's head like what are you doing that is some bad juice. i was like come on and so um then the vampire takes the the, well, the door of whatever those what yeah keep the bodies Hits him in the head with it and just proclaims that he's dead. Which I was like, okay, you didn't even like feel for a pulse. What do you mean he's, he's dead? And that's when Buffy freaks. You killed the day. You killed the yeah. day. And that's yeah. when she gets super powerful. Which I was like, okay, why is it that the death of your day is going to be like so like mild? 
Maybe she was helping her get laid. I know. Like, I guess that's it. But you I'm get pissed? Like, I, I guess so. But also, like, after hearing how creepy this guy is and him not respecting boundaries, I kind of be like, hmm, you kind of got what you deserve. Just told your ass to stay at the Bronx. And you did not listen to me. It is what it is. Yeah, I love that. Love yeah. That. Yeah. Um, Either way, he's fine. And then he's kind of boozy when he gets up. And it, it, it kind of seems like at that point, all the things he's saying that he's planning to Buffy and that he's like, I kind of just want to go home. And I feel bad for Buffy. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's too deep. It's too deep. He couldn't handle it. And then the next day, she sees him and she's pretty much sure that she'll never speak to him again. Yeah. And he comes up to her to ask when they can do it again. Yeah. He loved it. I never thought nearly getting killed could make me feel so alive. Uh, that's like that's like every poem any like fourteen <laughs> to twenty-two year old ever wrote and performed wearing all black, including a beret, at some kind of like I slam poetry night. <laughs> yes, I saw a beret too. I was like, yes, I can see the word beret. So Buffy calls it off. Yeah, she it's a very smart decision. Um, she kind of had to be like, I just like us to be friends, because then she had that realization that this guy was really into it for this girl, and that could get him killed, honestly. And I just put here, like, a little note. I was like, just, just, at that point, you know, she's really sad, he kind of walks away. And I was like, this shows that Buffy's even, like, less of a teen. Like, she really can't, she has to sacrifice her dating life. She really can't, like, what, that question we asked at the beginning, can she do it all? Can she be a slayer? and be a regular team and date, it looks like, no, she can't. Right, well, according to um, some of the things that I read online, basically the crux, the, the general, the core of this episode was really developing, development in the relationship between Buffy and Giles, mm -hmm. kind of the first step towards him becoming sort of a father figure. Yes. Um, this one quote I found is amazing. By the end, Giles realizes how important the date was to Buffy, and Buffy realizes Giles was right that she must take her sacred duty more seriously. Yeah. And and I think that was and you could sort and of each other, probably. yeah, and you could he did realize you know it is important for her to be a teenager. She is not a fully grown woman, and he even calls upon his own past to try to give her, himself some perspective and her. He yeah. talks to her about how when he was 10, his father pulled him aside and said, you are going to be a watcher. Yeah. Um, and you know, we find out his father was a watcher, his father's mother was a watcher, mm -hmm. so this runs in the family. And and Giles was pissed, little Giles. Oh, can you imagine how cute little yeah. Giles would have been? Oh my God. Oh my God, do you think Adorable. he like, actually had like tweed and everything even back then? I think so, with oh. spectacles. With little spectacles, Adorable. oh my God. Oh, um, Which is weird because now I'm crossing boundaries because I've made it my son and my <laughs> daddy at the same time. But I wish my child would be like a mini child, just like adorable and studious and smart with a little sarcastic part. That's my baby. With the British accent. With the British accent, of course. Um, and a little brownness because you know he got it from his mom. <laughs> we also found out that Giles' dream profession growing up was, do you remember? I did not catch that actually. Fighter pilot. Is that what he was saying? He said fighter pilot. Wow. Yeah. I just do not see him doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was uh, interesting. And uh, I think you're really going to like 
in the next couple of seasons as they delve into a young Giles and his journey to accepting his oh his God. destiny as is a watcher. Is he hot? So uh, we're 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 gonna have some fun with that. Yay. I cannot wait for those episodes. Yeah. I too young. I think they're gonna be great. And then, um, I think this is one more quote I want to end on today. Uh, well, at least end our coverage. Uh, I have volumes of lore, of prophecies, of predictions, but I don't have an instruction manual. We feel our way as we go along. And I must say, as a slayer, you're doing pretty well. Yes. And I That's thought that was very yeah. sweet. He's That's like, really he's like the father that I never had that gives me compliments for no reason. Yes. It's, I wonder what it would be like to have that warm loving embrace and encouragement of a father figure. I mean, but would you even have the loving embrace from Giles? He's not very, he's just kind of like, I'm going to give you a compliment so you can feel better, but I don't know about bringing in a hug and being warm. That's still something. Oh yeah. Still something. It's better than anything. It's better than so, where are we on the smash list? Is it still just a two? Okay, so yes, smash list is just a two. Giles and uh, Angel. Owen almost made it, but he's just too fucking creepy, and yeah. he just cannot. So Being into dead gone. bodies is kind of a deal breaker. Yeah, Xander might wiggle his way on that, but I don't know. He's kind of on that little boy shit, and I need him to be on some grown man shit. Yeah. yeah. Then again, I'm attract attracted to like what a middle aged like. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my. By the way, I uh, I did some research, and it turns out when uh, Anthony Stewart Head got cast as Giles, he actually went and shadowed a high school librarian to do research to like try to understand what that character does, what he is, how he should behave. So I I, I found that tidbit this week, and I thought that was really great. I loved it. And also we ended, we found out that uh, that guy, that weird southern guy, isn't actually the little prophecy because then we go back to the master and he's like, oh, the chosen one is here. And it's the little kid from the bus. And I'm like, of course it's a little demon child that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah this like, is why like, I'm not having kids. Yeah, yeah, it's like, great. The okay. chance that they will become a demon or a vampire and try For to sure. destroy the world, yeah. I think just are way too high. No. Yeah, it just no, doesn't seem, especially not for humanity. Like, it's not even just for me. I, I think I'm I'm doing my part. Yes. So, um, and by the way, you can do your part by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash meet at the bronze. Oh, yeah. And we have uh, pledge levels anywhere from $3 to uh, $25 a month or make a one-time gift. Uh, Quatina and I do this for fun and for enjoyment and for oh, yeah. hanging out with each other. But of course, there's, you know, supplies we have to buy, technology, wine to pair, yeah. um, an absurd library of information yes. <laughs> on the topics. You can ask Quatina. I've got like seven books out right now, mm -hmm. all Buffy based. Um, and we love doing this, but it would be great if you could give us just a little bit of a little bit of a uh, nudge forward, a little yeah, support. That would be great. Um, also, follow us on Twitter, and our blog will be out soon, so you can uh, find us there. 
And I think that's it for this week. Anything for you? I think I'm really starting to like coffee. Let's keep it going. All right, let's yeah. go.